Good morning and welcome to the Magellan Show. It is Tuesday, November the 10th, 2015. I hope you are having a great day wherever you may be listening from. I'm Magellan, your host, and I invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. We've got a lot of news to cover today, and we want you to uh, have the opportunity to hear this program and you can do that live. Our number is 646-929-0709. Always on the internet at www.magellanshow.com. I want to remind you that you can listen to this program at a time that is convenient for you. If you would like to listen to the podcast, you can go to iTunes and just type in the keywords Magellan Show and you'll find it there as well as on our website. Not to mention other sites that are posting our programs, websites like ikdcalls.com as well as others like podbay.fm and more. The playback number is area code 712-775-7039. There is an access code that is required and it is 327-756-POUND. We'll stay where you're at because we want to talk about several things today. The Republican presidential debates are going to be held tonight. So the Republicans are going to be getting involved. That's going to be airing on the Fox Business Network, not not Fox News Channel, but Fox Business Network, uh, an affiliate of of the Fox uh, Corporation. Uh, there are going to be two debates tonight. Uh, the first one will be the uh, the candidates that have uh, lesser uh, percentage points uh, in the polls. So you'll have the first debate, which will have like Bobby Jindal, uh, I believe Rick Santorum, Chris Christie, and Mike Huckabee. Chris Christie and Mike Huckabee actually just shifted over to this debate uh, format as their poll numbers have uh, dwindled some. Now, that will air tonight at, I believe, 6 p.m. Central Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And then the main event, uh, which will have, uh, I believe, eight or nine uh, of the candidates, that will be airing tonight at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. So don't miss those debates. should be very interesting to see what will happen, the exchanges, how will uh, Dr. Ben Carson respond, uh, since he's been getting some heat lately, a little bit more scrutiny, it'll be interesting to find out. Uh, Donald Trump, he will be uh, he will be there, as everyone knows he will be, and he always garners a lot of attention. And he came out last night. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of controversy surrounding Starbucks. Many of you have been hearing about this, and many people are up in the air because. Uh, they are not doing any Christmas themes on their cups. Uh, I believe they used to have like maybe snowflakes and uh, reindeer or whatever, which still really never. Uh, a lot of people, uh, including myself, would like to see something. Uh, well, I could, you know, I could take or leave the snowflakes and the reindeer, uh, but I would like to see Merry Christmas because that's what it's all about. Is about you know uh, Christ and Christmas. 
So, you know, there have been a lot of people on the Internet, including social media, that have been speaking out about this. Some people have been uh, putting their order under uh, the the name Merry Christmas so that uh, it would say that on their on their cups. But Donald Trump last night, when he was doing a uh, a big when he was having a big rally, and I, and I saw this last night on YouTube, a big rally in Illinois was talking about that very issue among other things, and uh, he was saying how in his Trump Towers, I believe in New York City, that he has one of the most successful Starbucks leasing uh, a, a portion uh, on on the Trump, I guess on the ground floor of, of Trump Towers. And uh, he said that, uh, you know, he's through with them. He said when their lease is up, they're out of there. That basically, in so many terms, I'm sure if they change their, their, their tune, he'll, he'd let them stay. But he said they're done. And so I'm sure uh, Starbucks is not going to be happy this morning to hear that, uh, that Donald Trump, uh, before, you know, probably 20,000 people last night and, uh, and also, you know, uh, through uh, television and Internet, uh, basically told the world, hey, <laughs> I'm not renewing my lease with Starbucks, uh, a very successful one. I mean, you can imagine. So, you know, I, I do, uh, I do give uh, Trump credit for uh, for uh, being bold in that respect. Uh, we're going to see some other candidates uh, in this debate that are going to uh, uh, certainly uh, rise to the occasion. I believe. Uh, you know, we've got other uh, candidates like Ted Cruz and, and Rubio that have. Uh, Gained momentum in the polls. It's been a lot of activity, and we're not just going to talk. If you're just joining us, we're we're talking about in candidates that will be debating tonight. We'll be getting into some other issues on this program. This is the Magellan Show, six four six nine two nine zero seven zero nine. I'm going to be talking also about uh, some things that Vladimir Putin has said regarding a global summit uh, and how it relates to uh, world government. Uh, and his position on that, and the world's position. So you don't want to go anywhere. But again, talking about these debates, you know, you've had Carly Fiorina, who was on the View, uh, Trump, who uh, made the statement about Starbucks last night, and also was on Saturday Night Live. Uh, but you've got the other ones that are gaining momentum as well. Like I said, Trump and and Rubio, uh, of course, uh, uh, Ben Carson taking some heat over this West Point uh, uh, controversy. Uh, well, they want to call it a controversy, and and I think the thing to to bear in mind with this story is that there is certainly some truth to the West Point uh, subject. And, and basically, here's the deal: Politico came out with a story that said that uh, that that Trump had been uh, Trump said in his book that he was offered a uh, a scholarship to West Point, and he turned it down. And then they said that they did some some uh some research and found out that there was no such record uh even though that's what Carson said in in his book. Now what Carson says is that he didn't formally apply because it had been so many years ago, it was hard to remember all the details, but that he still that he still uh, spoke with a uh with a key figure, I believe it was a general or a key figure that told him verbally that if he wanted 
to apply and to uh, to get into West Point that he pretty much have it in the bag. So uh, you can't just say that, okay, he, uh, he was untruthful. Uh, there were some details that were not completely accurate. So it, it was obviously a smear campaign and, uh, and trying to really go after one of his biggest strengths, uh, which has been perceived by many, and that being his honesty. Uh, that's one of the, the things that, that he has uh, in um past that has, has bode, bode well for him, uh, and that is his, his integrity. So I'm sure that will be uh, discussed tonight, and we'll see how it goes. Now, Jeb Bush, and uh, listen, if, if any of you want to, uh, if any of you want to get involved in this conversation pertaining to uh, these candidates uh, or anything else, feel free to press one to get into the queue. And we might take a, a question or comment uh, on this particular uh, issue, or any other issue for that matter. Six four six nine two nine zero seven zero nine. Again, that's six four six nine two nine zero seven zero nine. Just press one to get into the queue. Uh, Jeb Bush, who has been struggling uh, quite a bit in the polls lately, was asked a question that has uh, really created a bit of controversy or at least it appears to. Now, that might help him because uh, he just needs attention, period. See, we're talking about Jeb right now, see? But the question was raised to him, if you could go back in time, you know, what would you do to, uh, what would you do to baby Hitler? Would you kill him? He says that if he could go back in time, that he would find uh, Hitler as a baby and that that he'd kill him. He'd kill, he'd kill baby Hitler. Now, Hitler is a villain, and we know that, and we know that he was a was an evil person. And I have to stop for a moment and think about how many, uh, how many people that have uh, been, uh, that have been adopted as children that have gone to uh, live productive lives and, and wonderful lives and had they not had they not been adopted, perhaps they would have been brought up in a in a family that uh would have been um you know uh, wicked or uh or would have been uh you know violent or whatever. I think there could have been a better way to answer that question uh you know perhaps remove him from the from that upbringing that promoted Darwinism, which uh really in many ways says that there are certain races and nationalities that are subhuman. And that's what gave Hitler uh, his motivation to go after the Jewish people. One of the things, of course, he, he, he disliked their practices, but he had hatred for them. He was very anti-Semitic. But you see, the thing is, is that, that Hitler, just, just to be clear, Hitler... Uh, Subscribed to Darwinism. Yes, he was. Uh, he was. Uh, I guess you could say technically brought up in, in church from time to time, but uh, he, uh, as a teenager, he 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 left the church. But uh, it was more of just kind of uh, just a formality, really. Uh, but but he he believed in that in the evolutionary way of thinking, which uh, really is what gave him the confidence to say, 
okay, I am, I am better than a Jew, and a Jew is subhuman. That was his ideology. And a lot of it rooted from Darwinism, this evolutionary way of thinking. That's why creationism, belief in God, uh, does not uh, promote that way of thinking. But that's where it comes from. Also, also, uh, he was exposed, Hitler was exposed to a lot of radical thinking, radicalized thinking that uh, is even pervasive even unto this day. Uh, eugenics, which is basically uh, uh, an ambition and a science, if you want to call it that, a sicko science that wants to depopulate uh, the world uh, and to uh, just and to just leave the so-called favored few or the elite and so forth. So these are the creepy, sick ideas that, uh, that Adolf Hitler was exposed to growing up as, uh, as, a, uh, as a young person. You know, it's kind of like you, 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 you look at, at, at radical uh, Islam and, and you see these young people uh, you know, 12, 13-year-old boys that are being trained by al-Qaeda to, uh, to be, uh, you know, to be terrorists. Or you look back in, in, in Somalia back in the 1990s and uh, in Mogadishu, uh, and they, they, you know, they had that movie based upon that conflict called Black Hawk Down. You remember that? And there were 12, 13-year-old kids that were actually... Uh, giving our special forces, U.S. special forces, a run for their money. I mean, it was bad. It was very bad. My point is, is that, not, not to digress too much, but to, to show you how an improper upbringing or surrounding can cause that kind of, of, uh, of wickedness to manifest in one's life. I think there has to be a, uh, you know, I think this runs deep, there has to be a respect. And and a uh, a certain view towards uh, the sanctity of life. Now, that will be discussed tonight, uh, I'm sure, at least in part. But primarily this debate, to go back to the, uh, the Republican candidates, because uh, we, we talked a little bit about uh, Jeb Bush and his position uh, on that issue, but 75% of this debate is going to be on the economy. Uh, one of the Moderators Maria Barceromo, uh, who's known well, uh, having been uh, a uh, an anchor over at CNBC, now uh, she's part of Fox Business Network, will be one of the uh, moderators uh, along with Neil Cavuto, and uh, so it'll be interesting to see how all of that unfolds. I'm anxious to see how it will, in fact. So we'll be watching that, but just a lot of things uh, to think about. You know, these candidates are really uh, under the microscope right now, and you know, we're 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 looking at them closely. The words that they say, you can you you can see how uh, sometimes when they're put under pressure, or if they've been thrown a trick question, how that if they're not careful, that that can be misconstrued a certain way. It really can, and I gave you a good example of that, uh, even with uh, with Jeb Bush. So we'll be watching. But there are a lot of other things happening right now, my friends, in the world, that, and we want to cover some of these other stories making headlines uh, 
and just going to our webpage, uh, MagellanShow.com, uh, you know, a lot of things to consider. Uh, one thing I want to talk to you about is that the president, President Barack Obama, was anxiously trying and attempting to to use his executive powers to create an amnesty program to legalize, uh, some reports have it, as many as 5 million. 5 million. I mean, uh, you know, we're talking about a population uh, that's, uh, you know, probably the size of, of, of the greater Dallas-Fort Worth area combined. And and to take that many people and to and to give them amnesty, well, 26 states said mm, we don't think we're for that, and they band they banded together, they 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 joined together, and a uh, and the judge said, no, no, we're not going to we're not going to allow that, and this ended up in federal court. And Obama, I think, was probably shocked by all of this, that uh, that the rule of law prevailed. And I'm happy to hear that the rule of law has has prevailed. And and that's something that is uh, refreshing, actually, uh, to to hear about and and to know that that hey, you know, we still are a nation of laws. And that they need to be upheld. They they they, they do. It's it's that important. So I uh, just wanted to mention that uh, that that piece of of news and information uh, to you. But there are a lot of things happening. As I said, uh, University of Kansas student Senate bans gender pronouns because they're microaggressions. Now, this is a true story. The whole transgender movement is really gaining a lot of momentum and traction. And this is a an example of that, but it's become it's become so aggressive actually that we're seeing we're seeing this play out in our in our universities and elsewhere. So now you can't use or they're 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 attempting to ban gender pronouns. So what does that mean? That means that if you were use words like he, she, his or her that you could be offending someone who is transgender. Now, what about the rest of the population, the majority, that thinks otherwise? How does that how does that work? Let's look at this article because this is this is incredible. You know, look if if you if you want to identify or, or identify yourself as as a man or as a woman, I mean, I don't have any idea why you would want to do that. But if you want to do that, do what you want to do. Free country. But there there, there also has to be respect for the other side. And we're not seeing that. The 1% is controlling 
to 99%. Now, a governing body made up of students at the University of Kansas has voted to eliminate their use of gender-specific pronouns, stating the term uh, 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 terms pose microaggression toward towards people who don't fit traditional gender roles. So it might make a transgender person uncomfortable if you use the, the gender pronoun his or her or he or she. Now I'm sure that there are countries that are that are scratching their heads right now and saying, what has happened to the United States? Look, there have always been cross-dressers. There's, there have always been people that have uh, been confused, that have that and around the world, okay, this is nothing new. As, as it says in the uh, in the Bible, in Ecclesiastes, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. It's just rehashed and, and, and put in a different package. But it's it's the <laughs> it's what is happening on a on a government level and and with 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 you know folks who actually make decisions. Now, last Wednesday, the KU Student Senate, in a two-thirds majority vote, passed a bill altering the Senate's official rules and regulations, which would require senators to use inclusive terminology, such as they, them, or their, as opposed to his, her, he, or she. And this is true. Go to their Twitter. Uh, go to their Twitter feed. Uh, you'll find this. Ku Student Senate. This is a key first step in making our campus more inclusive, according to Harrison Baker, the student senator who authored the bill. Hopefully, this will be a catalyst to create discussions on campus and cause change to happen elsewhere. You know, it reminds me of the story that we broke. Uh, was it last week where? There was a transgender uh, who was in Illinois in an Illinois public school, who really was demanding to use uh, the girls' locker room. It, it was a, a young man that identified as a woman, and, and so he wanted to use the girls' bathroom, uh, the girls' locker room, and that if the if the campus, if the if the school system did not allow that that they would no longer receive federal funding and could be shut down. Now, it goes further than this. I was actually, and now get this, get this, I was actually watching uh, last night on Fox News, and there was uh, a, uh, a, a, a preschool or kindergarten, no, daycare, excuse me, daycare teacher, You've got to hear this one, okay. I mean, we've talked about universities and high schools. A daycare teacher, okay, and here's the story. So this young girl, six years old, attending daycare for four months. And what happens, but one day she walks into the the daycare center and she has short hair. The parents had had her hair cut. She had long hair. Now she's got hair that's cut like a boy. And the parents instruct the the daycare teacher that 
that she no longer wants to be identified as a girl, but that she now wants to be identified as a boy. So now you have the remainder of the of the uh, of the kids in that daycare center. They're confused. And, and the other thing was is that is that there, now there are there are days where she wants to be called a boy and days where she wants to be called a girl. Well, the teacher just couldn't handle this and uh, and, and and was not was not happy dealing with this kind of situation. She felt it wasn't really healthy for the other students either. And the parents of these other students weren't uh, weren't really uh, cued into this, but some of them found out and they were upset. Uh, she lost her job. Uh, she's now being uh, represented by legal counsel. I mean, this is the situation uh, which we're in in the United States. It's gone beyond just free will. Look, we live in a free country. You know, it, you know, it's like do what you want to do. Sure. But when you but when you impose your views on other people, that's where that's that's where the problem is. Okay, that's where the problem is. And and I think that's the thing. You have to be the right kind of of the right kind of group. Be a part of the right kind of group. So if you are part of Christianity and you and you hold a certain views, are those views respected or are they held in contempt? There's a uh, a movie coming out next year that I would encourage you to see. I believe it's coming out in April of 2016. It's the sequel to God's Not Dead. And they'll be focusing on some of those issues. I would encourage you to check it out, God's Not Dead Part 2. But truly, that's where we are at. That's where we are at. And it's, uh, it's not an issue of, of not allowing uh, the population to be themselves. It's the fact that those that believe in Jesus Christ, those that, that call themselves Christians, are really the ones that are facing the greatest level of persecution. And everybody knows that it's true. Everybody knows that it's true. You know, you can you can mock Jesus Christ all day long. And do Christians come out and riot in the streets? Do they cause all kinds of of violent behavior? I mean, every day, every hour, every minute I would venture to say on some television network or in some form of media, God's name is taken in vain. Uh, Jesus Christ is portrayed in, uh, in, uh, in a disrespectful fashion. And it's wrong. But do Christians come and, and ride in the streets and cause violence and, and, and hurt people as a result of that? No, they don't because they say, you know, this is a, a country where you can express yourself even if we don't agree with it. So, you know, there's this, this logic, and maybe I'm on my soapbox here, but there's this idea that Christians are intolerant. I say otherwise. I say that it is those who are not Christian, in many cases, not all, that are not Christian, that are, that are considered progressive, that are the intolerant ones. 
there are certain religions out there that, you know, if they are in any way portrayed in a light that, that they do not uh, agree with, they get violent. Yet they say they're, they're peaceful. You know, and, and on and on and on. So uh, who are the ones that are actually getting offended here? It's the ones that are the so-called progressives, the liberals that are supposed to be tolerant of everything. No, what they're saying is, is conservatives, Christians, you have to be tolerant of us, but we can hold you in contempt and be intolerant of you all we want. So, you know, something to think about in this world in which we are living in. Something to think about. Well, it looks like there's more uh, more devastation in Syria. Uh, this is coming uh, from RT. Casualties reported after militant rocket attacks in uh, Lakatkia. Uh, it's a town in Syria. More details will be coming soon. Uh, still a very sad situation in in Syria right now. Sweden calls on army to manage refugee crisis. Sweden has really just come apart. I mean, they they really have. They they brought in uh, more more migrants than, than what they were able to 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 handle. Military chiefs to aid migration agencies, a Scandinavian country that has taken far beyond its share of migrants, strains from sheer weight of numbers. Now, now, why has why has Sweden done this? I mean, you know, uh, let's let's look at the story here. So they're trying to cope with unprecedented surge in arrivals, and a top official claiming there is no room left in the short term for migrants reaching Swedish shores. On Monday, military officers were sent to help coordinate logistics uh, at a, uh, a Swedish refugee and immigration agency. They will be involved at a management level rather than on the ground. But they just kept taking more and more and more and more. But here's what I don't understand. Wealthy Arab nations are like Jordan, like Saudi Arabia, like United Arab Emirates, just to name a few. Kuwait, wealthy, established Arab countries that have the resources are accepting how many refugees? And and they speak the same language, too. They speak the same language, too. They're accepting none. I tell you what it's like. It's almost as if, uh, how can I compare this? It's almost as if, let's say that there was some type of situation uh, happening here in the Americas and Canada was in some type of crisis, you know, you, you would expect the United States to help out because, you know, we're neighbors with Canada and, uh, you know, they would they would assimilate well into our country. But instead, you know, these countries, you know, in the Middle East say, no, it's our responsibility. I mean, that's kind of the way it is. I mean, 
shouldn't Qatar, Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, Jordan, United Arab Emirates, shouldn't they bear some of the brunt of this crisis? And they're saying that we're looking at some 60 million, 60 million migrants that are um, displaced. Now, look, I know that there are some that are facing great persecution. There are those that have uh, been persecuted for being Christian. I get that. There are others that uh, uh, that are as well. But many are using this as a means to spread their ideologies around the world. Uh, look at it this way, and I've said this before. 75% roughly of these migrants are young, strong men. They're not staying in their country, fighting for their country. They're leaving their country. And I'm sure there are many good ones, but I have to wonder if they have other radical ideas that they want to propagate and and bring to the West. And Central, Northern, and Western Europe has been uh, very, very uh, just like questionably hospitable to the point, why are they doing this? Why are they doing this? Actually, uh, in in that rally last night that Donald Trump held where he was talking about Starbucks and some other things, he was talking about the migrant crisis, and he said, you know, when I first heard that the United States might be taking two or 3,000 or even 10,000, I was like, okay. He said, but then when he heard that we might be taking 250,000 or more, he said, wait a minute, you know, we have some problems here, and actually began to question uh, the logic behind some of these European leaders like like Merkel of Germany. I mean, what has happened to her mind? You know, where she's allowed millions, she has betrayed, in my opinion, her country. Oh, and now it's come to the point to where if, if the people of Germany complain about it on social media, that they could get in trouble because they don't like what's happening. They don't like the fact that uh, that that small towns and, and cities across Germany now have more refugees than they do local people, and they don't know where to put them, and that violence is on the rise, and these are undocumented. They don't know whether they're from Syria, whether they're from Afghanistan, Pakistan, or anywhere else for that matter. There's no proof. They don't know if uh, they don't know who they are. I mean, this is out, this is this is out of control. And look, I'm all for you know you're going to the things on social media from the right and uh, and from the left both saying that you know that we need to stand up and to uh, and, and to and to show. Uh, compassion. I'm all for showing compassion. But, you know, we have uh, tomorrow is Veterans Day. And what are we doing with, you know, charity begins at home. It does. And everybody, you know, has has got on this bandwagon. I've even even seen some, you know, some conservatives making posts and saying, oh, we've got to, I mean, we've got to help the Syrians. What about those who are uh, who are in poverty, that have fought for your country, 
they call them veterans that are uh, that are uh, you know suffering from post traumatic stress that have had legs and limbs blown off and uh, and can't afford uh, you know to take care of themselves and have just been deserted. I mean, shouldn't our veterans be treated with respect? Shouldn't shouldn't they be a priority over uh, Syrian migrants? I mean, shouldn't they be? Is that politically incorrect to say that you know that someone who's done three or four tours of duty in Iraq and Afghanistan, who uh, who's suffering from you know traumatic brain injury or loss of limbs, shouldn't they be a priority first? I would think so. Or what about the children of Appalachia, who uh, who are in poverty right now? You know, throughout West Virginia and and Kentucky and elsewhere, and barely having a food to eat, that happens here. Or uh, or the inner cities of our country, you know, in Detroit, uh, where you've uh, had an economy that has just fallen apart. Uh, or in other cities where you've got inner city kids that that uh, that are just struggling to survive. Charity begins at home, and you have to take care of your own health. So those are my thoughts on that. Uh, pardon me if I, uh, you know, have, have just you know shown you know, too much uh, uh, too much passion on this issue, but it's it's real because we are going to have to contend with it in 2016. We're going to have to contend with this in 2016, and I do not believe that it's going to stop at 250,000. I do not. And get ready because we will have to make sure that we do not offend them. Now, I'll tell you one thing. If you travel to Saudi Arabia or you travel to an Arab country, you better make sure that your wife uh, has got a head covering, you know, and is with you at all times. That's just the rule. But uh, just like in Germany, you know, they're telling kids over there, okay, you got to dress a certain way because you don't want to offend the the uh, these these Syrian migrants. We'll see that happen here. Uh, we're already seeing it happen uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, check out this headline. Islamic leader says Muslim school children shouldn't have to sing national anthem. So singing the national anthem has uh, become offensive to Muslim children, this according to an Islamic leader. They shouldn't have to sing the national anthem. Really? Hmm. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Actually, just to get this story correct, this is referring to the uh, uh, to the Australian national anthem, not the U.S., so a little correction there. But still, though, uh, you know, it's going to happen here as well. Uh, we're, we're seeing... We're, we're, we're seeing... We're seeing these things, uh, the, these kinds of... of uh, 
these kinds of power struggles being demonstrated all over the world in in free in free nations, peace loving nations, like the United States. And it's and it's happening here. It's happening here. We see examples of that. Uh there was a coach recently uh that that was praying, not at his football players to to pray in any way, but was simply, you know, kind of kneeling and, 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 and praying on the field and uh he's either lost his job or or about to lose his job over that. I mean, this is a kind of, of, of persecution that and really is what is it that, that we are uh we're facing right now. A lot to think about. The United Kingdom is actually wanting to uh do all that they can to pull out of the European Union. David Cameron, the Prime Minister of the UK, uh, having some struggles uh, in this regard, but uh, is pushing to get the UK, England, and and uh, uh, Scotland, uh, and uh, you know, members of the UK out of the European Union because the European Union has just fallen apart. I mean, it's it's just out of control. I don't know if you heard about this story, but in California, a prominent pastor uh, of Calvary Chapel, many of you I'm sure have heard of Calvary Chapel, it's uh, an association of churches, Uh, and here's the story on this one. He says, I'd go to jail before funding abortion. On a Sunday morning, congregants filled the campus of Calvary Chapel in Chino Hills, California, a non-denominational evangelical church located in the heart of Southern California. Since the church's inception, Senior Pastor Jack Hitt's strong pro-life opponent has encouraged his congregation to uphold religious values and fundamental liberties in the public square. Now the church is opposing a California, get this, a California mandate uh, imposed on religious institutions across the Golden State. The congregation is challenging a decision by the California Department of Managed Health Care that forces all employers, including churches, to provide coverage for elective abortions, all health insurance plans. I felt violated. I felt forced have said in response to the abortion mandate. I love America and I love American history and I have a lot of of invested interest in defending the unborn. I see the Constitution under attack and I see my religious freedom under attack. Incredible situation uh, right now. Calvary Chapel along with uh, several other churches, seven other churches are, uh, are uniting together and taking this up uh, in a legal way because they contend that this is something that is encroaching upon their religious liberties as protected under the Constitution of the United States of America. And, uh, well, it makes sense. I I would agree with that. Uh, That's where we're at there. So religious liberty uh, definitely something that, uh, that that is just... I mean, you can't put a price on it. It is something that uh, that we must all all fight for and 
and, and defend, and, and, and it's protected by the Constitution of the United States of America. Let's look at some financial news right now, kind of shift away from uh, the topic of, of religious liberty and look into the, the financial markets right at this time. I want to look at the precious metals markets according to Monex.com and see what gold, silver, uh, platinum, and palladium are doing. Uh, I'm very intrigued by precious metals. I, I think that they're uh, a great way to uh, protect uh, what you have. They they still can be a manipulated market. Uh, gold is down a, a dollar. It's at 1092. Silver is down 14 cents to 14.39. Silver is is really getting pushed down. And in my opinion, I think silver is an awesome, awesome thing to get into. I think it's way undervalued. Uh, platinum is down 10 to 903, and palladium is down to to 600. Let's go over to the New York Stock Exchange. Uh, stocks took quite a hit yesterday. And today seems to be no exception. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down 56 points. Uh, just kind of, well, down a little bit, but nothing too drastic. Now the NASDAQ down 35. S&P 500 down five, and let's look at your uh, stock market right now. How's Bitcoin doing? We know that Bitcoin uh, was making some uh, headway and, and really gaining in momentum to the upside just a few days ago. Can that type of momentum hold, or will we see it pull back? Well, we want to look at Bitcoin at this time and get a uh, get a, uh, a look at that. If the site will pull up, I'm having some trouble getting the site pulled up there. Bitcoin, we know, is really the, the leader in cryptocurrencies, the flagship cryptocurrency, if you will. Uh, pull back a little bit, but still, still doing quite nicely. 357 is what Bitcoin is trading at right now, uh, not tied to any central bank whatsoever. Uh, since we're talking about uh, the economy and currencies, let's see what's happening in the nation of Iraq, going to the central bank of Iraq. And this is where you will get the last word on the Iraqi currency. You know, you can go to these different websites and message boards, and you'll, you'll get a lot of hearsay. You get a lot of hearsay, but that's all it is. What does the Central Bank of Iraq say? Well, according to the Central Bank of Iraq, which, like I said, last word there, 1166 to the U.S. dollar, 1256 to the euro, 1761 to the British pound, and so on. And those are uh, the rates based on today, indicative rates for the 11th, I'm sorry, for the 10th day of November today, 2015. The dollar has been gaining strength as well. I'll look at, at the U.S. dollar euro exchange rate. It's 
just kind of getting an idea here where we're at in that respect. I mean, getting a lot closer together than than it really ever has. The Euro, wow. I haven't seen these numbers in a long time. A dollar seven. 1.0752 to be exact. I mean, we haven't seen these rates in what? 12, 13 years? So, uh, a definite change. A definite change. Uh, just this year, down almost 12%. The euro and the dollar there. So, the dollar gaining strength. For how long, we do not know how this trend will continue. But, uh, you know, when the euro came out, what was it like? It was a little bit under the dollar, I think around 89 cents or 90 cents, somewhere in there, uh, and then just shot up like crazy, went up to, to like a dollar sixty something. So a few years ago when you were traveling to Europe, I mean, it was, it was brutal. You know, I mean, the exchange rate, you didn't get anything hardly. So that has changed a lot. That has changed uh, quite a bit. I want to talk to you about something that uh, I believe is quite concerning it has to do with the climate summit. The climate summit, uh, the 2015 United Nations Climate Change Conference, which will be held in Paris, in Paris, France, from the 30th of this month, November 30th to December the 11th. It will be the 21st yearly session conference of the parties to the 1992 United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. They're going to, I'm sure, uh, speak about Pope Francis's uh, encyclical where he addressed climate change. Also, these trade unions, uh, you know, there's the, uh, the, the TPP that uh, uh, was just passed. So a lot of countries are going to be involved here. And I believe that world government is going to be a big topic at this climate change convention. Vladimir Putin has expressed a lot of of concern over the fact that we have become uh, so so globalized, so uh, uh, that we're moving into this global government. And and, and he he is not happy, uh, especially in light of this, this meeting that will be taking place next month. And from what I've been hearing, from what I've been hearing, this meeting could really cause a uh, a shift, could cause a major shift in in the way things are uh, are handled globally uh, as far as uh, global finance, global government, we could we could definitely see as a result of this meeting a a shift in the way things uh are handled uh on a global scale uh more more deals made more trade agreements uh that will push us closer and closer towards a global government which is what we don't want to see happen and, you know, you can criticize Russia for this and you can criticize Russia for that, but the Russian government has actually spoken out, uh, especially uh, Vladimir Putin, against this. 
against this 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 push towards a new world order. And and you know they they can call it a climate change uh, summit or a climate change convention, but they're going to be hitting it hard when it comes to uh, these initiatives. And we better wake up because a lot of policies, while we are worried about uh, insignificant things, policy is being changed here, and uh, and it's not a good thing, my friends. It's not. So keep your eyes out. We're, this is still a developing story uh, as far as information that um, that we're getting on this. But the 2015 United Nations Climate Change Conference could be a game changer, but not for the better. We could see a lot more oppressive laws and a lot more globalism manifest as a result of this meeting. And very, very few... Uh, leaders in this world, uh, well, are, are speaking out against it, uh, uh, with the exception of, of, of Putin there. So, uh, so we'll be watching that. Our playback number is 712-775-7039. The access code is 327-756-POUND. And, of course, always at www. MagellanShow.com. We want to thank IQDCalls.com for posting our programs. Definitely appreciate they're doing that. Don't forget we're on iTunes. If you've got the iTunes app downloaded, just subscribe to our podcast and you'll find us. Type in the keywords Magellan Show. Don't forget tonight the debates. So the uh, the lower tiered candidates uh, that are not doing as well in the polls uh, will be debating at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 Central. And then the main debate, uh, the uh, the top eight or so candidates that are doing well in the polls will be debating at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central on the Fox Business Network. Don't miss it. And I'm sure we'll be talking about it on our next program, which will be on Thursday. Don't forget, December 1st, we will be having our 500th episode, our 500, 500th Magellan Show. You don't want to miss that. It'll be a, a, a great program, and uh, and I encourage you to listen to that one. Uh, of course, uh, still a little ways until that happens, but I uh, just wanted to remind you of that. Have a great day, my friends. I appreciate your listening to our broadcast. Remember, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us, contact at MagellanShow.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at RealMagellan. If you want to donate to what we're doing, go to our website, MagellanShow.com. Click on the Donate button. Also, if you'd like to be a sponsor of our program and uh, and advertise on the on the radio show, on the website, get, your, get the word out about your business, your ministry, uh, your products, whatever it may be, to a like-minded audience, then just email us, contact at MagellanShow.com, and just uh, inquire more about sponsorship. Well, until we meet again on Thursday, at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 Central. We want to wish you a great day and a great week. This is Magellan. Have a good one, my friends. Remember that God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. Bye-bye for now.